afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Dark Delight Podcast with Frankie Val on the drums and Beans. It's going to be a relatively serious show today, Frank, sort of. We try and keep it a little light. However, in the pre-show, we just came to a, a c- conclusion. Friday's show is going to be entirely con- consumed by Christmas songs. You got to take calls then. How? You got you to gotta take calls. All you, right, you well, can... figure out how. If you can take them on your end, then do it, and we'll take calls. Hey, you know what? I probably could. I probably could. Yeah. I could take calls on my Skype. I don't know if it's going to. Yeah, I think that should work. I mean, I have a number I could give out, too. We could do that. It's just going to be very random. So if you want to run the calls, we'll take calls live on Friday, guys. But to show you what what this is going to comprise, I have this one that everybody was talking about in the chat. Are you ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, gosh. I want a Who wants a hippopotamus in the first? I want a hippopotamus. It's one of those random songs. For, oh, did this come out in the 60s or the 50s? It has to be one of those two decades. It's kind of sick if you think about it, actually. Well, you know, you know, crazy. What, what is what is uh, also crazy? We were just talking about Brenda Lee last week or the week before when she was at that country music Christmas concert. Yeah, she came out to sing "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." Yep. You know what? When she recorded that, she was only 12. Shush. That's a 12-year-old's voice. Shush. Yeah. Well, that's why she's out there today at 78. Um at you know and she's not dead. She looks like a munchkin. <laughs> she like yeah, she looks like Yoda. But she was tw- she's Brenda Lee was 12 years old when she re- when she recorded that. Wow. Can't believe it. Me neither. Yeah. Me neither. So. Oh goodness! Well, that's gonna be Friday show. Love them, hate them, every side of the equation. What kind of Christmas music do you? That's it. That's the whole. I love that idea. All right. Cause I can be a DJ so, over here. I'm I'm down with it. I've got a funny Santa. <laughs> it's actually kind of scary, but it's more of a video. I'm gonna save that. Let's move on to some news before. We get to the main topic of the show today, which is how they craftily used the word insurrection in the very beginning of J6 and what that has meant moving on from there and what's going on in Colorado. However, the Capitol Police are looking into criminal charges over the staffer sex tape. Oh, really? Yes. It initially centered on the identity of those featured in the video. I don't know why they would need an investigation to figure out who these people are. They showed their faces. <laughs> like, why do you need an investigation? Well, well, we we know who we know who is catching. We don't know who is pitching. I mean, I guess. And, and that's the other thing there too that I brought up the other night. It is. Is this? Uh, are we to assume this is the last time that anybody's ever going to hear about this? Uh, private pornography group that that is comprised of only gay men in government. It's funny that you say that because this screams to me and that's why the guy said what he said was like they dared him to do this or someone put him up to it and it was somebody in a position of power above him. So that's why he thought he could get away with it. And then something happened. Like people were saying he released this video himself. No. 
this came this was probably because of his uh i i read that he went and uh he was part of the free palestine uh stuff he you know he was going against israel very vocally and in public ways and stuff when i saw that timeline of events i said oh this leak definitely at least it should be fair to consider that this leak has something to do with his his stance against israel um that there's that i a factor that should not be uh completely discounted but it's a i don't know it's a, it came right from the group i, I kind of feel bad for the for the for senator Cardin. i don't know why but i do he has to answer all these questions about gay good. sex all day long. <laughs> yeah, good, good to hell with them. Yeah, well, but here's the other thing though too. Um, where is, wh where are we? Wait. I, I mean, maybe we're not gonna what. Someone in the chat says he posted it. He did. He posted that pic of him in the shower, bent over, saying, "I'm waiting for Lindsey Graham." I have not seen any of this. Uh, what picture in the shower? I have no idea what this is. What, uh, if that's true, send a link. I don't want to see the picture. I just want to see the post. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about that because I've had enough. I can't even stand looking at this guy's shoulders anymore. Everybody is, just keeps send, uh, posting pictures of the backs of this guy's shoulders. And, and, and I stop. noticed after you said it, when it floated past me on my timeline, I noticed the feet. I never noticed the feet before. Why'd you make yeah. me do that? I hate you. <laughs> it was the first thing that came out. I was like, what the hell is this? And you know exactly God. what people are doing. You just know exactly what everybody's because everything, every part of the body has been fetishized. It's so we're we're so we're so fried. And damn. I don't know, man. I don't know. But but um I'm grossed out. I'm just disgusted by all of this. Like But still, the like January 6th, there's bigger institutional questions here. They cleared out the room. Is the security disabled or are there CCTV uh angles of what was going on there? And was somebody not monitoring all this stuff live? I, so there had to have been something that was disabled. There had to have been some kind of a green light, red light that was uh, you know. <laughs> Aurora just poked her head in. Did you see it? And oh, then Lauren she's... came along and tried to pull the door shut. <laughs> oh, she she's she's pouting. She wants she wants to come in, but she can't hear this. Yeah, we don't want Aurora hearing about gay sex in the Capitol. It's not proper. We have a positive to talk okay. about. Brandon. He was sued civilly by police officers. I'm just gonna read this. I have won the J6 civil case against me by the corrupt, lying, leftist, Soros-funded DC not-profit law firm, lawyer, law firm, Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights under law. Over two years ago, I was served in a civil lawsuit by eight black and brown Capitol Police officers whom I've never met and had no contact with on J6 and whom I was not even within proximity of. They sued me under the KKK Act, alleging that I engaged in a white supremacist attack on black and brown police officers that I caused their injuries, which included being pepper sprayed and becoming exhausted, and conspired to encroach on their civil rights. Almost every known detail, almost every detail and allegation against me was a lie. In fact, I'll say it was a known lie. Knowing that I committed no violence on J6 and didn't encourage anyone else to either, this lawsuit alleged that I violently breached the barricades of the Capitol and proceeded to attack police officers, including the plaintiffs. The case entered discovery where we gathered evidence that conclusively showed that none of these officers were even on the side of the building I was on during my brief time on Capitol grounds. 
One of the plaintiffs was in Maryland at the time that I was there. This case cost me well into six figures to defend in hundreds and hundreds of hours of my time, which is, of course, the whole point. The left has weaponized our legal system, turning Democrat-majority districts into a playground where they can abuse the process to harm those who get in the way of their political agendas. But this case was even too preposterous for the D.C. courts, and after years of fighting, I have won. Yeah, Democrats are rapists. They'll rape you in court. They'll molest you. They'll take your money. They'll make you twist. They know that you're in the right, but they have all the power. And they love watching you subdued. They love watching you be slave to the process, a process they control. It's rape. Mm. I've, I, I've, I've equated it to that many times, and I will continue to. I can't disagree with you. Um, I have this video I want to play before we get started, because as per usual, actually, maybe we'll play it at the end after we go through the details. It's very important. Here we go. Um, all right. So yesterday, a these I'm skipping some stuff that I didn't want to skip. But yesterday in the Supreme Court in Colorado, they voted to remove Trump from the 2024 ballot, mm-hmm. stating that he had engaged in insurrection. Now, again, when they started calling this an insurrection, which was like days after it had not even the same day it happened, both of us, I recall it specifically said the same thing. Watch the words they're using because saying it's an insurrection has meaning other than just being like, it's an insurrection. They have been using the term insurrection and anyone else who used the term insurrection is guilty of this too, including members of Congress and the Senate, to set up this entire playbook for what they've been doing over the past, what, three years now? Mm Mm-hmm. So the decision is stayed until it goes to the SCOTUS. So it doesn't even take effect yet. It's basically it's basically a decision in theory. It's not even real. So like Viva says, the, the Colorado Supreme Court delayed, declared Trump should not be included on the primary ballot, but stayed their own court order pending an appeal to the SCOTUS which will inevitably happen, which will stay their ridiculous court order indefinitely. So Trump will be on the ballot, but they get to issue a judgment that will make headlines for the next few months. And if they're lucky, will enrage some people sufficiently to do something stupid that the media can then run with as well. I also think they're using it to, there, there are so many different reasons why they're using this, but John Bolton, John Bolton of all people, had a really great segment on CNN about this. I know, I, I know that sounds weird that I'm saying it, but let's listen. It's pretty scholarly, actually. Frank, you'll probably agree with most of it. Here. I think it's completely misplaced. I think this, this oh, Colorado no, no, Supreme Court decision no, no, is badly no, wrong. No, Whoa. no, no. See, Whoa. This, is, this is what I do. I listen to things on 2X because, because I need to do them fast, and then I forget to change it. Here we go. I think it's completely misplaced. I think this, this Colorado Supreme Court decision is badly wrong for multiple reasons. Number one, the the 14th Amendment provides that Congress can pass legislation to carry uh, its provisions into effect, which Congress has done on many aspects. It has not put anything with respect to Section 3 on the books uh, since just after the Civil War. Uh, Second, the the idea that uh, 50 different state courts can, can decide a question involving the highest elective office in the executive branch interpreting the federal constitution as to what constitutes an insurrection against the federal government 
uh, is is incoherent. And I think uh, undoubtedly the Supreme Court's going to have to clear that up. In terms of what the framers of the 14th Amendment meant, uh, I, I think I think it's quite clear that the radical Republicans in Congress who wanted to suppress the secessionist advocates and governments of the southern states that succeeded would not provide on this critical question of uh, the offices that that are going to be denied to people who broke their oath to the United States, that you're going to put decision making authority on that in the hands of the states, including the former secessionist states that if that was their intention, they were they were delusional when they did it. So I'd be willing to bet a small amount of money here that the Supreme See, we're talking about the Constitution in ways that people don't normally talk about it because it's being completely bamboozled and bent and moved around. Turley has mm-hmm. a good comment section, too. You're being well, very this... quiet because I I'm listening. Know. OK, here we go. Usually you have some more to say. <laughs> here we go. Oh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. All right. Well, this court just handed partisans on both sides uh, the ultimate tool to try to uh, shortcut elections. And it's very, very dangerous. I mean, this country is a powder keg and this court is just throwing matches at it. And I think that uh, it's a real mistake. But I think that they're wrong on the law. You know, January. I'm stopping it real quick because is the country really a powder keg? Is it? Well, that well, this is. This is what they're trying to they're trying to make it into that more and more so by doing things like this. That's just I I don't know if I I agree with Turley that that, you know, most of America is ready to take up arms and blow. I I don't think that's true. Listen, this is why the 14th Amendment and I said it before uh, on, on, on Twitter, I think, like last night. This is why the 14th Amendment has been long since called the miracle amendment because people i mean to to think about what has been done in the name of the 14th amendment that uh, essentially renders the rest of the bill of rights moot and the it, it renders the the amendment process moot if you just declare it through the courts declare anything through the courts to be a civil rights issue and then you have section three you know, you know, the fourth, the section three of the Fourteenth Amendment was the reason why um, Jefferson Davis they avoided losing trial, a post-war trial to Jefferson Davis, because I mean, the, the the last thing that you wanted to do if you were the feds is have nearly a million Americans, civilian, military, and otherwise, die in a three or four year war, only to have Jefferson Davis be vindicated after all and have the war be deemed illegal. And and they said that because he was already banned from, he was already banned from uh, serving in the in in the United States government because he was part of an insurrection. That uh, it would be double jeopardy to um, to uh, to bring him in uh, and charge him twice. Mm. It, so it, it's been used to avoid going to, to 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 trial. That would be embarrassing for the feds. It's been used to keep the border open. It's been used to override legislative processes on things like marriage. It's been it, it, you name it, you name it. You can it's massage a, the fourteenth into whatever it is that you want. Exactly, which I, I'm sure would, was the original intent of everybody. That there's a, it, it's almost like the general wel- welfare clause that uh, is uh, is thrown into into the mix there. That legal scholars and constitutional attorneys who are only there to find ways to to uh, circumvent the constitution, uh, they have made very early on said, well. 
anything could be done in the name of the general welfare of the of the, uh, of the the country, which completely renders the very limited scope that the government has moot. If you can say that you only have finite a number of things that you can do, and you can also do anything, <laughs> you know. And and this is just where we are. Where you know we've been we've been assaulted. You know, lawfare is a great way of saying it. It's been going on for well over 125, 130 years. And and now just we're just seeing it again. But but it, it ties into what you said before. Whenever they pull something on us, whenever there is an obvious operation that is being run, you have got to pay attention to the messaging, the very early messaging, because it was clear this needed to be an insurrection. They had the crooked cops on the ground there at the, at the Capitol. They had the, the the crooked media that was ready to start projecting and plastering this the, all over the place. The crooked committee, crooked committee, and and now now they have their judges that have not only been um, that have this is this is only the end game over here. Using this is the, now the judges in Colorado and elsewhere they're going to try to do shit like this. They're just going to take all of the work of the last three years and try to put the finishing touches on the cake. You know, it was every judge that threw an American citizen in jail for decades and called them insurrectionists and conspiracy the, the to do that. The Supreme Court has so much shit in front of it right now. It's mind boggling. Like they've got the the interpretation of the statute that ended up putting everyone in jail for the for the quote insurrection. They've got this. They've got so many things. And a couple things. Number one, someone in the chat said, people are so angry. I think that everybody's ready to blow. I would argue that people heavily engaged and on social media are very angry. The normal everyday person out there, I'm telling you, no, not there. Hey, seriously, we, we are. you have to always consider how much of a bubble we're in. Yep. You have you have You really... You really you need to reflect on that daily because when I when I tell you what mainstream average center right conservatives in your life see, you have no clue how We're, disconnected we are from other so called conservatives. hundred percent, yes. You have no clue. Completely disconnected. We are in the minority that is very vocal, engaged, and active. That is a small minority, guys. It really is. Um, anyway, moving on. Yeah. There was one other thing um, that I wanted to talk about that was in the comments. Where'd it go? Yeah, and, I, and you know what? It's this time of year, Tracy, that I get, I, I really get to, um, I really get reminded of that too because I see a lot more family that I don't see throughout the year. Mm -hmm. We're all getting together for holiday gatherings and people want to catch up. How's work? What do you think about this? And it's shocking. I swear off of it. Nobody even asks me anymore because when I'm with my family and people I haven't seen and don't see often, this is the last thing that I want to be talking about. Like, I don't want to even broach the topic. When people at the table start talking about politics and every, I walk away. I'm not even interested in it. I'm like, I need some time outside of this, and this is supposed to be that time. But they, they go on and on and on, and it's it's like, all right. And, and, and nobody even come, nobody, and nobody even really, um, I'm not even talking about, like, people are, are will come to me and, and start a conversation and they're they are defending a progressive uh position it's not even it's not even progressive 
Yep. It's it's when I hear when I hear what at I, if they are all so called Republicans and they vote they vote um, they don't like Democrat policies and all anything like that. But it is it is shocking how shallow it all is. It's it's pretty crazy. And and also some people are talking about the Epstein thing. I'm gonna go over that a little bit for you because everybody is expecting something. I think that is a little bit uh enhanced. Let's play the rest of Turley. I didn't mean to set it just to, to interrupt it. Every six was many things, most of it not good. In my view, it was not insurrection. It was a riot. That doesn't mean that the people responsible for that day shouldn't be held accountable. Uh, but to call this an insurrection for the purposes of disqualification uh, would create a slippery slope for every state in the union. This is a time when we actually need democracy. We need to allow the, the voters to vote. We need to hear their decision. And the court here just said, you're not going to get that. Uh, in Colorado, no. we're not going to let you vote for Donald Trump. Wow. And, you know, you can dislike yeah. Trump. You can believe he's responsible for January 6th, but this isn't the way to do it. I mean, it is, you know, for the people that say they're trying to protect democracy, this is hands down the most no, anti-democratic. Shut up, Laura. No one no one asked you. Oh, please. <laughs> Just shut Turley's talking. Anyway. So the problem here that I have is a couple fold. Number one. I have up here a post from our good friend, Adam Carter. Do you remember Brunson, that whole Supreme Court thing everybody was going nuts about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that, that, that was last, this past January. Yeah, and they kept it up for a while. And everyone attacked us at Uncover DC for coming out and saying, this is not proper. This is not the way it's supposed to work. This is bad because of these reasons. It's unconstitutional because of these you don't want the Supreme Court to pick and choose who can be elected and who can't. They're an unelect, you know, they're unelected, they're appointed. A whole big, huge thing. Adam said, and he's one the one who wrote these columns. He said, I want to point out the Colorado Supreme Court just did what was being demanded in the Brunson petition. A high court just declaring that people broke the law and disqualifying them from running for office. So if you're gung-ho about the Brunson petition, don't act like you're upset now. You wanted the courts to have this power. And it is so true because that's what they wanted in Brunson. They wanted the Supreme Court to nullify or, or declare that swaths of representatives broke the law and shouldn't be able to be in office anymore. And well, I, 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 well, I wasn't really following along with the Brunson thing there either. And I, and I, but I knew what was being alleged. And to me, and this is really just an example of once again, those who have a legitimate gripe. I mean, there are courts in the country right now that are, I mean, Connecticut was one of the more recent ones where, where there is uh there was an assessment of, of an election That's and the whole different. thing was called off different. But, but if you, if you, if you discover people and you have direct evidence of a crime from people on the inside who are who are doing something that need to be uh, held accountable then uh, i mean i don't know if you have the evidence then then whatever this in my opinion is an example of people who have power but no evidence and are 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 ready to concoct and to and to create and to project and then to act on those projections 
You know, we and, and on the other hand, when we have claims and then evidence to back it up, it's not even heard. So I, I, that's how I see this yeah, uh, mostly. That's not what the Brunson case was. It wasn't like you're saying. So, well, I didn't see any of the merits of the I, uh, of the there weren't whatever. any merits. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. But that's the point. You don't. Okay, can't. so then one delusion was uh, again. That's there's what I'm the saying. bias. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is the bias. You don't hand a high court who's unelected the power to decide who can be in office and who cannot. It is completely destructive to the form of government we have. You can't, it will be weaponized immediately. It is on display right now. The parallels are stunning between the two of what just happened. So I just want to point that out for everybody that attacked the hell out of us when we said this wasn't a great idea. Anyway, moving along. Um... What was next? Oh, so the virtue signaling nonsense, okay? Mm -hmm. From Vivek Ramaswamy. I will not be on the ballot if this stands. Like, dude, please. I'm so... Why not? He won... He said that? If he yeah. said that, then why not? I mean, everybody should 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 say something forceful about this. And, and everybody, everybody has. It's stupid and ridiculous and dumb. But he is using it. He's He's so fake and phony... I can't stand him. I really can't. Um, it's It was just gross the way he did it. He's been doing this and, and trying to piggyback off of Trump. Uh, uh, people like Trump's persecution, which is what he's undergoing right now. Vivek has constantly just jumped trying to piggyback off of his perfect persecution by being the side hero figure. It's so disingenuous and gross. He's basically using what is happening to Trump to try and prop himself up. And it makes me kind of sick inside. So I thought I would show you this video of who Vivek really is, or is trying to be anyway. Here we go. Saying that you're the Republican Obama. You know what? I, I actually, there are elements of that yeah. that I'm actually leaning into. This has never been a Democratic or Republican idea. These are not Democrat ideas or Republican ideas. This is an American idea. These are fundamentally American ideals. Imagine they were driving a car and, and they, they drove it into the ditch. If somebody has repeatedly crashed your car, you can't have the keys back. Do you want to turn over the keys to the same people who crashed it? He said Russia in the 1980s or now calling to ask for their foreign policy back. I have a newsflash. The USSR does not exist anymore. You know, the Cold War has been over for 20 years. It fell back in 1990. A skinny guy with a funny name. Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name? But they sense deep in their bones. I believe deep in my bones. E pluribus unum. Out of many, many one. one. We are one people. I have a dream that we can be one people again. I'm not going to read speeches written by others. What you're going to get from me is what's coming from the heart, my bone deep conviction. You get the point. Yeah. Over and over and over and over again. Just listen. I get it. Everybody likes their candidate, whatever. Fine. I, I don't care. I really don't care. I don't care who you vote. I don't care. But don't fall for disingenuous BS. You guys are so much smarter than this. There is a laundry list of nonsense that that man... Like, in his book, talking about J6 and Trump's responsibility for J6 and how terrible it was. And then all of a sudden, he's some champion for J... Just stop it. He's terrible. Well, you can, say that, you can say that about most people in the field, especially Ron DeSantis. 
there's been a lot of up chuck i mean that, that guy's fucking ruined himself i disagree uh, with everything you just said <laughs> i'm not gonna get into a, a desantis trump vivek debate that's not what this is there well, are you just, can't bring up one and not the other okay so let's talk about or it others or 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 uh, you know uh nikki, nikki haley, haley yesterday coming just, out saying that there should be a government uh, a federal law barring ge- uh, gender reassignment surgeries for minors after we just played her saying how the government shouldn't be involved in it two weeks ago what what do you mean what do you uh... yesterday haley had a thing where she came out and said that the government the federal government should make a law barring minors from having gender reassignment surgery or or anything like that but Mm -hmm. not even three weeks ago we were playing the clip on the show of her saying no 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 this should be a decision that the parents make about their kids it's, it should be decisions that states make she she disagreed with that too right oh yeah but i'm saying that this is just it's across the whole field just just because this vivek guy um is i mean if you're you're trying to you're trying to slingshot yourself ahead of i mean it's not even a it's not even a primary it never was but it, it's just like it's politics and it's gross and, that's just what it always is. I can't take it. It's disgusting. All of it's disgusting. This is why no good people run for office anymore. Because they can't take the nonsense. I just hate watching people be completely lied to. And then they're, because it's a cause that they support or something they think is noble, they forget everything else. And then they're like, yeah. And it's like, oh, you poor things. Like, the the I feel bad. Ugh gross um there was another insurrection in congress yesterday linda sarsour was leading it sarsour the one from the the shark face from new york yeah about freeing palestine in the the halls of the capitol i wonder shark yeah I just wonder how many people they arrested there. A few. There she is in her little green. I mean, I don't understand why this is any different. Oh, I hate that face. I haven't seen it in years. Ugh, that shark face just pokes out from that rap. The comment section wants us to debate the DeSantis J6 stuff. What DeSantis J6 stuff? I just don't agree with anything you said about how he is flip-flopped on J6. I, I, that hasn't happened. I didn't mention anything about J6. Yes, you did. You said DeSantis has done the same thing about J6. I said, I said just, about, uh, uh, just about ruining themselves publicly and doing things that, uh, you know, trying to appeal to people politically and like just what? having it not work out for them. Like what? Oh, he, he, I don't know, he just destroyed his whole image. I think the whole thing, I, I think the, 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 the biggest, the, the worst decision that could have been made um, was, was picking this fight in itself and, 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 and being led by, being led by the, those old, those old elephants in the, uh, in the tent to go and hell and, and to do this for, for what reason? Like, what was happen. the end? There were no old elephants in the tent. That's number oh, one. You can't there were see, you no can't old elephants in the tent. And number you can't two, see the confluence of events. How, no, how, I know. How. I know exactly why he decided to run because he's been very vocal about it. If it were me in that to sit in that position and I was like, there needs to be a change here. I think I can get it done. There isn't a ring that get gets passed along to people just 
for the sake of, oh, well, they deserve it. Like, that's not how it works. It's about ring. Well, he decided he wanted to run because he thought he could do a better job and everybody's pissing all over him like he made a bad decision. But if it were me in that position and I thought I could do a better job, I would run too. Well, there's nothing wrong with people going out and running. That's not it. But either way, uh, it's just, I I just, I feel like the whole thing has been really uh, irreparable, irreparable damage for most people. Well, at least, at least he's saying that he's going to pardon the J6ers if he wins and takes office. Well, He's always said that. The the Jan, the January sixth differences. I don't I don't even know what what they what they are. I haven't even really paid attention to it. Like I said, the whole primary thing has just been a a very very distant side circus that I I wish it, I could say the same thing because I hate it. I hate all of it. And people are like, oh, this is just how primaries are. Mm-mm. I've been involved in many 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 primaries. This is the most vitriolic primary I've ever ever seen ever literally and I, I trust me plenty of them all of them for underdog quote candidates who could never quote win all of them so it's it's gross it's gross it's just moot you say it's that mo- but it's not moot it's oh not, uh, well it's not. there are very passionate members of support for each for each candidate that are that are 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 doing their thing but while all that viciousness is going on most people are checked out and they know exactly who they're voting for and um and that's it. it it's just it's just so it's just been so silly now if you're in a position like you're in where you have to cover this stuff uh from a, a news reporting standpoint i can see how that's very tough because i it's been very easy for me to completely disconnect from it all hmm. that's what i want to do um, I really do. But I want to talk about the, the uh, Jeffrey Epstein stuff. You did a show on this last night, right? Uh, no, no, it's not the whole show, but it, it's just one of those news topics that I, I read through and speculated about what we are going to and not going to get in, in the two weeks. Well, Technofog has obviously been involved in this case. They've had FOIA and all kinds of other stuff, and they've had mo- motion, so he knows what's going on. The sensationalism surrounding it and this list of names that is going to be released is is inaccurate as per Technofog. He says that the the Daily Mail led the way reporting that a federal judge is rude to unseal documents that would name 177 does who are Epstein's friends, recruiters and victims within the coming weeks. This was followed by a flurry of social media takes, especially on Twitter, promising there will be serious revelations from these records or claims that 177 Jeffrey Epstein high profile associates will be revealed in the new year. There's a problem. Not real. To explain what's going on, allow us to provide some context. Back in February, the federal district court judge overseeing the Jeffrey versus Ghislaine Maxwell case um, considered whether to publicly disclose the names of certain John Doe's that came up during the course of litigation. The attorneys for um, Jeffrey and Maxwell put together a list of 167 and provided descriptive references for each, which would allow the judge to determine which one should be unsealed and which one shouldn't. At that time, they reviewed the list, assigned them to various categories. That's Technofog, by the way, including whether they were employees of Epstein, witnesses or perpetrators and whether their names were already known. They were able to identify the most important alleged perpetrators and discussed the still redacted facts at the time. They made clear the majority of those John Doe's, approximately 100, had already been identified 
either through the media or through court proceedings. And some had been interviewed by the media. Their stories were already well known. Many of them were identified as not being involved in the more serious allegations against Epstein or Maxwell. And there are no salacious allegations against them, some of whom were doctors or acquaintances of victims. And now the judge has ordered the unsealing of names and materials relating to some, but not all, of the 167 John Doe's. Not 177 of them, as has been reported. Um, The ones who will be unsealed aren't Epstein's list. Their names were referenced in any number of ways during the civil case, whether through deposition, medical records, um, or in witness lists. To that, we add a note of caution. Witness lists can be very broad, and not all witnesses are material or have even basic information. And again, many of them were not alleged by the parties to have committed any wrongdoing. For example, John Doe 14 is referred to um, in one sealed court filing related to an effort by Maxwell to oppose answering deposition questions under seal. So what he's trying to say is all the people that they're releasing are not pedophiles who need to be stalked and attacked. As a matter of fact, the list of 177 or 167 probably isn't going to really contain very much new. And he goes through what all of these are. There are a hundred of them who were previously identified 67 remain unidentified. For 33 of the unknowns, the sealed material relating to them is not salacious or their name was in a search term or they were mentioned in a deposition. In the case of John Doe 88, it's a deposition question and answer to which the deponent denied knowledge of the individual. So in other words, don't use this as some scarlet letter list to go after all these people. They're not all... And don't don't expect for John Legend to be in there. (laughs) So glad you said that. You know, it, it, listen, I, I put all this stuff on the in the same category level as JFK disclosure. It's just how much would would they actually? I I said this last night. How much do you really think was actually honestly archived so that one day a court will order its release or there's a FOIA request that's granted or whatever? I mean, I, I it's I don't have any real. Um, it's not even like cautious optimism. It, it just because it's just everything else. Why? I mean, why is it? Um, I mean, we're we're talking about Epstein. Epstein was kept out of prison by forces that were powerful enough to rebuff the FBI and late. And I mean, and, and higher than that, probably, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, for real. Did, yeah. did you hear Cindy McCain talk about? All the people who were scared of Jeffrey Epstein—they were scared of him. They're scaring about—they're scared about the people who enveloped him in a very, very uh, protective embrace. No. So, I, I, what? What? January second, the entire federal government is going to is going to pull the string on its own str- sweater and take the society down. That's how big this is. It's it's not it's not going to happen. And like there are a lot of people saying like, oh, the flight logs, the flight logs. We've had those flight logs for years. What's new on the flight log? Is there new information all of a sudden on these? You know, every time a flight logs list is is released, there's new names on it that I oh or, or that circulates, I should say, not released. Yeah. Circulates. Yeah, where's it even I, coming I, from? I mean, I have a general understanding of how the world works, and I wouldn't be surprised by anybody actually being uh, you know, involved in something like that, anybody of stature and power. We've seen how this got you know, all the way up to the, the British Royals to, you know, the, the, the Detroit case out in Belgium and I mean, know, RFK, and, RFK came out and said he was on the plane with him. 
RFK came out and said I was on the plane with Jeffrey Epstein. Well, yeah, I mean, I, take that, the, I don't know. I always like I I I say this. Donald Trump was on the plane. Was um ph- photographed with Jeffrey Epstein. Does that mean Donald Trump is a pedophile? No. Like this is the thing. People just they do this whole guilt by. We have lost our ability to use any discernment whatsoever. People see somebody with somebody and it's guilt by association. It it's this wide sloth swath, this wide net that's cast that sucks up anybody in a periphery, regardless of whether they're innocent or guilty or did something or didn't do something. And then everybody just goes on this. I really seriously picture it like with torches running up to doors, like almost like the scarlet letter. <laughs> this is how people treated people now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I so Just I mean I, I don't know. Use discernment. Uh, you know, it, it, in, I think individuals are a lot more discerning. It's once you get people into groups of bigger than three. Agreed. But it's just, it's up to everybody to be discerning and, and gather information, and then if there's a reason, by all means, have at it. But yeah, I saw this, and I think it'll be an interesting. Well, now what? Twelve days. I think it'll be an interesting 12 days. We'll see what happens on January 2nd. Because they said it should be released on the 1st, but it's the new year, and they said you should probably... The, the Daily Mail said you should probably expect this on the 2nd. But it, I think people are eyes are going to glaze over as they read through it, and they're going to go, oh, yeah, it's oh, just gonna Tom, be Tom Hanks isn't in here. Yeah, it's going to be a long set of court documents that people will read three pages of and then get bored because it's boring as crap. Um, I had this clip set for from Monday. It's about um, it's Geert van den Bosch with Steve Kirsch, and I wanted to play it um, about what happened, what is happening with sickness, the mRNA, and all that. And you know, this poor man, he's been screaming about this for years. <laughs> here, here it is. It's, it's a, G- a little scientific, but I, I think everybody will get it because our audience is super, super smart. Here we go. DN1 is very, very alarming because the mutations are no longer uh, restricted to spike protein, which indicates enhanced activity of CTLs to diminish uh, viral infectiousness. And that CTL activity is responsible for the decline of T cells that in fact boost the non-neutralizing antibodies that prevent virulence. So that is that is what why I um, what I've been predicting all the time uh, that uh, ultimately this evolution would <laughs> inevitably lead to the emergence of a highly virulent variant that would cause waves of hospitalization and severe disease in uh, highly vaccinated countries. Of course, always the same, only in highly vaccinated countries, right? So well, that's a relief. Uh, <laughs> so what you're saying uh, is that you ain't seen nothing yet, and uh, this is just act, act one and prepare for Act two, which is going to be more people infected. And uh, so do you believe that, that what's coming up is are more, more death, I mean, certainly more infections, but do you predict like twice as many deaths, three times as many deaths as before? Like what, um, can you quantify what you think is gonna happen? 
I uh, I hate to do this, uh, Steve, but I'm. That's okay. No, 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 no. But I mean, uh, of course, I cannot. Uh, you, you know, uh, it's it's not it's not because I'm afraid of, of figures. Uh, it's just that I'm afraid to say that, in my humble opinion, what we will see is something completely, completely unprecedented in terms of. Uh, the magnitude. So he basically goes on to say, yeah, we're going to have a big problem. Now, I know he's been saying that for a while, but there is a large swath right now of a new, a new COVID variant that is sweeping through Br- Britain and everywhere else. And it's inf- it's causing hospitalizations at a very wide margin. It's different than the rest of them that have come out. It's now in four states in America. It's the same thing over and over. But I just want to tell people to look at the flu numbers in this country right now. Just flu. I had was in a hospital just recently. Everybody in the emergency room had the flu. All of them. Everyone. That's, that's, I, I have a hard time saying, oh, that's because people didn't see the flu for two years, so they don't have immunity to the flu. I think it's much more that their immune systems can't handle the flu the way they should be handling it because of the things that he just said. So you'd have to imagine that most of those people were vaccinated. Yeah. At least at least once. Most people are. Most people are, sadly enough. Most people are vaccinated, at least with the first series, if not all the boosters. People are still going out and getting boosters. It's still happening. Which I can't yeah, believe. I, listen, I hate it. We're, oh. We are, this household is is uh, free and clear from all that, but everybody else in our lives, almost everybody else in our lives is at least a couple of shots in. Sp- there sp- are the, <laughs> Speaking of which, Tom, uh, Frank, I yeah. can just came out with this two days ago. The Biden administration did a video saying that it was okay to get the flu, the monkeypox, and the COVID shots at the same time. Go out and get your three vaccines at the same time. So I can FOIA to see what data it was using to make the claim that that was safe, right? Who said that that's okay for people to do? Like I was, I was wondering the same thing. Well, oh see, my god. The thing that some people are still going out there and getting uh, getting a refresher with their monkeypox vaccine is is incredible. The CDC has no data to support its tweet telling America that it's safe to give the monkeypox flu and COVID shots together. In response to a FOIA request by ICANN's attorneys for studies and data supporting the claim that it is safe to give the monkeypox vaccine at the same time as both the COVID and the flu shots, CDC comes up with nothing but its own statements. On January 20th, the CDC tweeted a video from the White House monkeypox response team titled, Can I get my monkeypox vaccine at the same time as my flu and COVID vaccine? In the video, the doctor, acting director of the National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, answers yes, all three shots can be received at the very same time. His only caution was that people who have or are at risk for heart disease may consider delaying their COVID shot for four weeks after getting their monkeypox shot because of a, quote, possible risk of heart inflammation associated with these two shots. Yeah, which which goes completely away after four weeks. What the video neglected to include 
was any data to support this safety claim or any mention of the fact that thousands of COVID-19 vaccine recipients have recorded cases of myocarditis and other heart injuries, both of which are also associated with the flu shot and monkeypox vaccine, as well as the smallpox vaccine. So in March, ICANN's attorney sent a FOIA request. And in response, they sent um, CDC's own publication back saying it's okay um, about Genios and COVID-19 guidance on how and where to administer the vaccines, which acknowledge there is limited data on giving COVID-19 vaccines with other vaccines, including flu, and a webpage with additional articles from themselves, one of which notes no data exists regarding simultaneous administration of smallpox with other vaccines. And the smallpox vaccine is basically the monkeypox vaccine. It's just... Man, man, I, I, I try to imagine being compelled and feeling urgency and necessity to go and and have all this injected into me seasonally. I, I try, I try to imagine being in a mindset where I feel urgency to do something like that because I believe it's going to be good. I, and it's just, ah. No. It's one of those things you got to reflect on. You just have to keep reflecting on get yourself out of your bubble and reflect and and put yourself in in other mindsets to be able to experience life from different perspectives. Because otherwise, it um, I mean, you you don't you don't get the you don't get the full understanding of of where we are and who we're living around. Because a person a person who does that. A person who has them on a schedule like that where I got to get to CVS this month. It's been, you know, it's been too long since X, Y, and Z. What kind of conversations can you really have with that person about anything of, of, of merit? You can't. And the funniest thing is when they try to lecture you about health advice after you. <laughs> yeah, I know. They'll, 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 Listen, they'll, tell you, they'll tell you that eating a steak will clog your arteries. <laughs> You really shouldn't be doing that. It's bad shouldn't for be you. Do, do the right, you know red meat's bad, right? You know salt will lose meat. Salt's bad, right? <laughs> but, you know, you put you still use butter. You should use margarine. You know that? <laughs> it's so true. And they'll be like, look, I only am saying this because I care about you. Hey, well, I just want you to feel, I just want you to be healthy. Right. Thank you. That's it for today. I am so excited for Friday. Me too. You have been listening to the Dark Delight Podcast with... Frankie Bell on the drums and... Beans! You can hear us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2.30 on all the podcasting platforms. And also Monday, Wednesday, and Friday live at 8.30 a.m. Eastern on Rumble, Getter, and on X. And we'll be back for Christmas Song Friday. Later. Later.